Yes, Lord. So this morning, if you're keeping a journal, we're going to be talking about the two advents of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to, I want to say something. Dispensation means this. It is a period of time. Somebody say a period of time. It's only a period of time. Mm -hmm. Watch this. During which people are tested in respect to their obedience to a specific revelation of God's will. Somebody say the church, the body of Christ is God's will in this timing. Say the Holy Ghost is calling people. The saints used to sing a song. I heard him when he called me. Uh-huh. They sung a song. I heard him when he called me. Come from uncleanness unto holiness. He called me to come up the king's highway. And then the saints used to say, I obeyed him when he called me. Call me from uncleanness unto holiness. He called me to come up the king's highway. Somebody say the Holy Ghost calling. Say he calling all around me. Say he calling in every nation. Say he's calling people of all walks of life. And say he calling me. To be, to be the church, to be the body of Christ. Christ. Said, but, but my timing is only a short time, only a short time. To, be to be obedient to God's will. To God's will. So this revelation of God's will has a beginning and an ending. Amen. So this morning we're fixing to talk about the two advents. What in the world does Advent mean? Here's what it means. If you're going to label your journal, if you're going to label SoundCloud, the two Advents of Jesus Christ. Advent means the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. Somebody say it means the arrival. So when we talk about, listen to me now, because I want you to listen real good. When we talk about the two advents of Jesus Christ, we're talking about the two arrivals of Jesus Christ. And what I need us to understand this morning is that Jesus is going to return. But he's going to return in two separate distinct manners. He's he he he's he's not just you know when you when you when you're coming up in the church and when your parents take you to church and you hear the preach word of God we used to always think when the preacher would say Jesus is coming back we always thought it meant okay Jesus is coming back and he's gonna judge everybody and those that do good is going with him and those that did bad going to hell no 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 Jesus is coming back but there're gonna be two appearances two appearances not one not one church two amen thank you lord bless your holy name bless your word this morning so here it is the first arrival of jesus christ the first one was in two stages the second coming of christ will be in two stages say that with me say the first time christ came to the earth 
it was in two stages. Said so the second time he comes back, it's going to be in two stages. Now, we must go over the first one. Even though you know it, we need to go over it. Amen. So in the first arrival, Jesus came, watch this, secretly from heaven and was born of a virgin. As had been foretold by the prophet Isaiah. All right. Let's just go to some scriptures. Is that all right? Isaiah 7. Isaiah chapter 7. Bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We bless you today. We bless you today. We bless you today. All right. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And it says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. Okay, let's look at Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Got to have scripture. Because that's the word of God. It, it sturdies the foundation. It steadies the foundation. Amen. It makes it strong. Amen. Amen. All right. Matthew chapter one, verse 18. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Is that in your Bible? She was verse 21 and the angel said, and she shall bring forth a son and that shall call his name Jesus for he shall what? Save his people from what? Save his people. All right. These prophecies were fulfilled at Christ's first coming. In the second stage of his first coming, somebody say second stage of his first coming. Then he came publicly and was proclaimed as king as foretold by the prophet Zechariah. So basically, this is what we're talking about. The first time Jesus came, there were two stages. First, he was born. He had to be conceived. His conception, okay, in his mother's womb. Then he was born, all right? But then he had to grow. He had to be a child, be a baby, be a child, then grow up. The next time he was revealed publicly when is when he was announced as being king. All right, let's go to Zechariah. Go to Zechariah. Thank you, Lord. All right, go to Zechariah. Nine. And nine. And it says, when you get it, say amen. When you get it, say amen. amen. Zechariah nine and nine. When you get it, say amen. amen. Uh uh. Everybody in here ought to have it. Amen. All right, we'll wait. I can play, I can wait too. I don't know what you came to do. I don't know what you came to do. I don't know what you came to do. I don't know what you come to do. 
I came to hear the word. I came to get the word. <laughs> Zechariah 9 and 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon a donkey and upon the coat, the foal of a donkey. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Go to Luke 19 chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you, Father. I love the Lord. All right. Luke 19. Amen. Would you please go to verse 28? Amen. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village over against you in the which at your entering, you shall find a coat tied, whereon yet never a man sit. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the coat, the owner thereof said unto him, why loosen ye the coat? And they said, the Lord had need of him. And they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments upon the coat and they set Jesus there on. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when, he's, when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be who? Blessed be the king that cometh. In the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And Jesus said unto them, I tell you this, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Somebody said that's the second stage, the second stage. Of, his coming. of his coming. So between the two stages... Of his first coming, there was a time, a space of 33 years. Listen at what they're saying. From the time of Jesus' birth, he was no more revealed to the people until he turned 33. That meant he had time to, grow, to be that baby. See, some of us don't even give, our give ourselves time to be babes in the Lord and children. And we just ready to be grown. We just want to be stinking grown. Don't even know what we're doing. Don't care if we know what we're doing. Don't want nobody to teach us. Come on. Don't want to sit down and be taught nothing. But Jesus waited 33 years. And today you can't get him to wait a year. Somebody say he was 33. Say so it's written in the scriptures that Jesus did not begin his ministry until he was 33. That was a space of 33 years. 33 years. Go to Matthew 21. That's a long time. That's a good time. 
Because ministry is not no joke. Let me, let, me, let me bring it all the way around. Living for Jesus is not a joke. You got to have a made up mind to want to live for Christ. You got to be ready to live for Jesus. Hello. You got to be ready to take all what comes with it. It's not all glam and glamour. Sometimes, honey, you got to put your hair up, put your war clothes on, and get at the altar. And pray sometimes all night long. Hey. Sometimes you got to fast. You got to push your plate away. You got to turn off the TV, turn off the radio. Come on. And nothing but you, Jesus, and your Bible and your scriptures. Uh, bye, 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 bye. Sometimes you got to put on sackcloth and ashes. What are the ashes for? Why do those people, pastor, go every Lent and get ashes put on by the Pope at their church? Because ashes remind us that we are mortal. We gonna die. Amen. Hello? But in Christ, he gives us what? He gives us the chance to live eternally. But that's what the ashes mean. You're only mortal. Amen? But oh, when you get Jesus, oh, when you let him fill you with the Holy Ghost, somebody say, please get the Holy Ghost. Say, so you need it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Matthew 21, verses 4 and 5. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey, and a coat of the foal of a donkey. Is that in your Bible? Amen. You sure? Thirty three years before he came out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, take some time. Take some time. Say, enjoy, enjoy. Jesus. Jesus. Stop trying to be grown so fast. Did you hear what I said? Mm, 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 mm. Jesus did not start his ministry until he was 33 years old. So from B.C. 4, from B.C. 4, which is his birth, to A.D. 30, the time he began to reveal himself to the people. Go to John 1.14. Go to John 1.14. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We lay in a foundation. Those of you who have been here, you know how we lay a foundation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. John 1.14. And it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I have something to share with you right there. Do you see where it says, and the word was made flesh? Stop right there. That was the time of his conception. When, 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 when the word was made flesh, that's when Jesus was conceived. Jesus was conceived on December 25th, B.C. 4. Okay? 
Do you see where it says, uh, and dwelt among us? That is when he was born. Notice the wording that they use. They say, and the word was made flesh, conception, and dwelt among us. Now, when you do the in-depth study, it says that he tabernacled amongst us. That's a key word. Because Jesus was born somewhere between September, the end of September 29th, or the 1st of October. Guess what's in the month of September? Rosh That's it. Rosh Hashanah. Uh-huh. Yom Kippur and tabernacles. I don't have time to get in there today. But this thing is so real. And the Old Testament and the New Testament are so connected. There's so much revelation in here to show us, to allow us to see God is real. So when it says he tabernacled among us, Jesus was born somewhere between September 29th and the 1st of October. Why? Because tabernacles moves around as well. It moves around. So sometimes when you're reading the word, watch this, watch this, there's a space of time in that word and all we're reading is we're going from one sentence to the other. One sentence, not understanding that there are gaps in between the time frame of what we are reading. From the time that he was conceived to the next verse, there's almost nine months. Isn't that something? Isaiah, he didn't call himself this, but they called him, scholars called him the eager-eyed prophet. Isaiah prophesied 800 years before Christ was born. Micah prophesied 700 years before Christ was born. So a lot of times when you get a word of prophecy, it doesn't mean for right then. There's a time gap. The Bible says from the time that God told Joseph who he was going to be, what he was going to be, the word tried him. Because they say, they, you know, people say, well, Joseph was a good man. He didn't do nothing. Why did he have to be lied on by Potiphar's wife and end up in prison for two years? Because they say God was working on his character. They say Joseph's character was flawed. He was prideful and arrogant. Ah, you didn't know that, did you? So God had to take him down. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me to bring him back up. Because God said, we can't have your character flawed, Joseph, because of where I'm taking you. You got to get rid of arrogancy and pridefulness and me, 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 me. It ain't about you, Joseph. It's about the Lord. How I'm doing? How I'm doing? All right. So see, a lot of times we just reading the word. And I heard somebody say that our pastor is an interpreter. That's right. That's how God got me. I can't help it. I've tried to get away from it, but he won't allow me 
So a lot of times when you're reading the scripture and you're skipping through the tulip, baby, it ain't nothing like that. There are time gaps. There are things that are taking place within that word that we don't even see. But if you stay up under your pastor or your leadership, God will bring it to the forefront. So God had to humble Joseph, had to bring him down Uh so he wouldn't be so high and mighty. If God, listen, 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 if God hadn't brought him down, he might have never fed or broke in the presence of his brethren. All right, y'all ain't heard nothing. He might have would have thought he was over his brethren. He might have would have thought he was more than his brethren. But God said, not so, Joseph, where I'm taking you, I want to use you. And guess what? The same people that you resent. Uh-oh, need I say anymore? The same people you resent, those are the ones I'm sending you to. He did, wait a minute, I bring it to the New Testament. That's what he told Paul. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, first I'm going to deliver you from the very people that you don't like, and then I'm going to turn right back around and send you to them. Somebody say he brought me out, he brought me out. to send me out. Say he brought me out. To send me back out. Don't you mess with God. Why you all shaking your fist in his face. Come out why you did this to me. God said because I'm trying. I'm a, wait a minute. He didn't do it. But he takes a situation. Ha, ha, ha. He ain't doing it. But if he see us good. He as they. <laughs> God never let a good situation go to waste. Never. God says, so now since you there, I got some work need to be done on you. So a lot of times when you hit somewhere, stop coming out. I don't know why the Lord put me here. I don't know what he's thinking about. Uh, he's thinking about a whole lot. All of God's purpose, all of God's mindset has a purpose. All of God's will has a purpose. So sometimes we end up in a situation or in a place, it's because God say, now I can use this. It ain't me doing it, but since it happened, I'm going to use it. And it will behoove us to let God do the work. Because what's going to happen as you go up the ladder, those flaws are going to show up. You can talk all you want. Uh, Joseph could have said all he want. I ain't arrogant. I'm not prideful. My daddy just made me a coat. My daddy know God. No, 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 Joseph, shut up. Shut up. I'm telling y'all saints, Run, go on up the ladder. Run as fast as you want to. If you don't let God get them flaws out, they're going to show up in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it's going to be a mess. When I leave here and I go home, God snatches me back behind the mountain. Don't ever think you threw it behind the mountain. What is he doing? He's still getting flowers out. He's still he, uh, he uprooting stuff in me that could be critical to, to down 
for his ministry. We got all these souls in hell. You crazy? God loves every soul. God loves every soul. Tall, short, rich, poor, huh? Smart. Come on. Not so smart. God loves them. Hello. So when he puts you over people, God expects for you to treat those people like he would do it. Oh, you ain't heard that. So you, you in the house of God. You in the house of God. God is talking. Ah, but you don't listen. We, somebody say, oh, Lord, help us to listen. Say, Lord, help us to listen. Jesus, I'm preaching good. Because I'm preaching by the spirit. Oh, my God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help Jesus. So there are nine months between those two statements in John 1.14. Right in that one little scripture. That's a nine month period. So let's talk about this. So at his second coming. Now notice that was a first coming with two stages. Don't get confused. There was a first coming with two stages. But the second coming is going to be in two stages. Oh, y'all understand it? Hello. Speak, Lord. That servant listening. Speak, Lord. At his second coming, there will also be two stages. Here's the first stage of the second coming. Somebody say, here's the first stage of the second coming. He's going to come secretly into the atmosphere of the earth. And the church, his body, will be caught out to meet him. Now, now watch this. This is so, this, he doesn't miss a beat. His first coming, two stages, his first coming, the first stage, he was born secretly. So he says, okay. The second time I come back, I'm coming in two stages. And then that stage, the first one, going to be secretly. He's not coming all the way to the earth. If you read the Bible, you will see that it talks a lot about his feet being on the Mount of Olives. But before he even do that, he's coming secretly in the air with the shout. Y'all better listen this morning. See, this is why I live right. This is why the church ought to be living right. Because we don't have a time for the rapture. The rapture could happen the moment church let out. We could be getting in our car and folks start disappearing. You could be at the dinner table tonight talking to your wife or talking to your friend and somebody disappear. Because the Bible says there are going to be two. One going to be taken and the other one left. But God would rather that two be taken. But sometimes it don't work like that. Because everybody in the church ain't living like they supposed to. But that's why he said a rapture going to tell the tale. But you know what? I really don't want to know about you. I'm getting up out of here. I don't care if you stay, go. I just know when that trumpet blow, yeah, you got what I said. I'm getting up out of here. I don't, care. I don't care if you don't go. I don't care if you stay. I'm out of here. You're going to know. 
whether you were living it. I'm getting up out of here. See, this is why the saints live like they do. That's where the scripture come in where it says we don't know the day, nor the hour, nor the time that he's coming. They talking about the rapture. Because ain't nobody going to know. All they going to know is millions of people have disappeared. All they going to know is the graveyards are open and the dead in Christ are gone. Oh, he calling it up. God said, I'm calling this ministry up, up, up. And it ain't about this, this, or this. It's the word that's going forth. That's why we got to live right. Every minute, every second. If I make a mistake, Lord, I'm repenting. It's not because I'm thinking I'm holier than thou. Baby, I will not be left behind. Went, done, done, done went through enough hell. I said, then went through enough hell. You think I want to be here when the church gone? When the praying folk gone? When the saints gone? You think I want to be here? Ain't nothing that good. You crazy. I said, there's nothing that good but Jesus. Ain't nothing good but God. Shout out by Shay Kay. Go to First Thessalonians. Let's break it down. You with me? You with the word? You woke now? All right, let's wake up. Let's go. I got you. I got you, Anna. I got you. I got you. Yes, Lord. Keep me, please. Believe me, I ain't fighting you. Hold me. Keep me. Cover me. Yeah, yeah, ba ba ba. Sha ta ta ha. First Thessalonians chapter 4. All right, let's read this with some understanding now. 4.13. And, and the apostle says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. He said, okay, you can sorrow, but don't sorrow like folk ain't got no hope. Because see, the Bible said, we're going to get there. If they died in Christ, they get up on that morning. The saints used to say, I'll see you in the morning. Before they would pass away on their bed or wherever they were, they look at the other person and say, I'll see you in the morning. Wow. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, the old school is the new school. Ain't no such thing as old school. Outdated. You a lie. Old school is the new school, honey. You better keep some old saints around because these young folk done went crazy. Because they doing anything and everything they big enough to do and tell my God going to bless it. And guess what? He does not. He don't bless it. The blessing of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. His blessing make you rich, but it add no sorrow. What does that mean, pastor? It means you don't get no extra toiling with it. <laughs> you do your nine to five. You trust God. See, that's what I don't like about these folk. They never leave room for God. They never leave room for Jesus Christ. Everything is me, 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 me. I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made woman. No, you not. 
It's in the higher now. It's in the higher. I say it's going high. Look at your neighbor. Say it's going high. Say you better come on up. Say bring your mind up to the word. Because the word of God going high. He says in the 14th verse, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Do we believe that? That was the first coming. Hello? Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Now I'm going to give you a little, a little, just a little bit. We, we, oh, I want to, but can't get there yet. When you read the book, the Holy Bible, Revelation and other parts in there, even some of the Old Testament, you will see what God says and he brought the saints with him. That's the body, that's the church. Everybody thought that was Israel. That's not Israel. When you, when you see it say, and he brought the saints with him, and he comes on that horse and the saints are behind him, that's us. That's us. <laughs> Ain't nobody excited but me. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I need to know. Those are, that's the body of Christ he brings with him. That is the church that he's bringing with him. That is not Israel. That's not Israel. You say, well, why is it not Israel? Well, we kind of getting ahead of ourselves. You see, Israel, after the rapture, then the tribulation begins. Who's going to be in the tribulation? The Jewish people who did not receive Jesus Christ. All backsliders who will not return to Christ. All folks playing church. Oh, yes, it is. All the enemies of Jesus Christ who hate Jesus, don't like the name of Jesus, they going through the tribulation. So if you sit up in here playing church, hello, you, you got your church face on today. But when Friday come, you're going to put on your, your party face. Uh, let me go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I can't write, baby. I can't write. I had me a few sips before I got here of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost. I'm drunk on new wine. <laughs> Somebody said, give me another sip of the Holy Ghost wine. Yeah, bye-bye, Shada. He calling it in, and I'm calling it in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is why we live right. This is why we live right. 15 verse, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Now watch this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. It didn't say nothing about putting his feet on the Mount of Olives. Oh, this going to get good. I said, God, you gave me just enough time. Next Sunday, we're going to do it again. Ain't going to be no testimonies next Sunday. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor, love you. But she loved the word. 
We, we're not going to prevent them which are asleep. 16 verse, for the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, what you're going to see, these are key words, and I just need to stop right there and get you to understand something. What you're going to see throughout this um, seminar, talking about the two advents of Jesus Christ, you're going to hear that word trump a lot. Pay attention to it. What did John say he heard? The voice of a trumpet. What did they hear on Mount Sinai down at the bottom? The voice of a trumpet. It all lines up. What do, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. What do they blow on Rosh Hashanah? Now I'll give you a little secret. We've said it before, but just in case we don't forgot. The expectancy of Christ is to return somewhere around Rosh Hashanah. The fall of the year. The, uh-oh, man, get out my servant. He know I love him. I love you. That's right. Harvest time. The, re- the gathering. The gathering. The, see, it all lines with the calendar in Leviticus. So when they tell him on Rosh Hashanah, they said there are almost 200 blasts of that trumpet in the synagogue around the world doing Rosh Hashanah. But for the Christian is to be ready for the rapture. So there, listen, listen, this is why I say that. Because we've we done a teaching, but we're kind of bringing some things back. Jesus has already fulfilled the first three feasts. Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. He's already came in the first coming and fulfilled all of that. But what he hasn't fulfilled is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur for the Jews, the Day of Atonement. Oh, Jesus. And tabernacling. What's going to be the tabernacle? It's his 1,000 year millennium reign. See, it all goes together. It has to be revelated. It has to be decoded by the Holy Ghost. What did Paul say? He says it's been revealed now to the holy apostles and prophets. And then it's been passed on down to us. This is why we live right. Because we don't know when that trumpet gonna blow but we know it's gonna be a trumpet because the word says so and then in so many other scriptures he confirms it what does a trumpet do it makes a sound to gather the people together what does a trumpet do it makes a sound to get everybody ready something's about to happen shine for me you could be in the grocery store you're gonna hear the trumpet See, it's, it's not that you got to, you're not, you don't have to be in the church to hear it. You just, but you need to be saved. You need to be living right. You can be in the grocery store. You can be in Washington, D.C. You know, they got flights now. You know, I'm going crazy. I got to go home. <laughs> they got flights. They got flights now at the new airport from Mobile to Washington. So if you're getting on that plane to go to Washington, D.C. from Mobile, Alabama, while you're up in that plane, you can hit a trumpet. Well, and you're going to vanish. Well, come on, Jesus. You could be doing somebody hell. And, be, and just vanish. And, wait a minute, Brittany just left me here with my hair wet. Wait a minute, babe. Now, nah, baby, you better should have been ready, too. 
Somebody say, live it. Say, don't talk about the Bible. Live the Bible. Let the Holy Ghost strengthen you to live it. They said a husband and wife going to be in the bed. One going to be taken. He want to take two, Brother David. It's not that God just want to take one. But as, as, as the devil wanted, somebody don't want to live right. Somebody don't want to live right. I don't care about these spirited. I'm going to preach the word. You got the right one, sweetheart, ma'am, sir. See, when I finish preaching, I go over there and shut my mouth. When my husband was living, I used to go home and shut my mouth. But when I get the mic, I'm in the tear. Well, now it's only one in my bed, so I guess one will be taken. Because I'm going. I say I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Because I'm going to live right. I'm talking about you in the club. Okay, let that trumpet blow and you in that club. Let that trumpet blow and all your clothes off and you having sex in the bed and that ain't your husband and that ain't your wife. All right, you sitting at the bar getting sloppy drunk and the trumpet blow. Really? Come on now. And you high as a kite on drugs, cocaine, marijuana. Lord, help some of these folk on medical marijuana. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what y'all going to do. I pray it's for uh, Dr. Hancock. I pray it's for medical reasons. I really do, baby. I hope these people have not falsified their papers and lied on their papers just so they could smoke marijuana. Hallelujah. 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 Tell your neighbor, say the trumpet going to blow. 17th verse. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them where? Where? Uh Uh-huh. In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This scripture is not just for a funeral. See, this was not revealed to the Old Testament prophets. This is known as the rapture. This is known as the rapture. At the second stage of his coming. Of Jesus Christ coming, he's going to come publicly. The second stage. Now, two comings, two stages. This is the second coming and the second stage. The first stage, he's not coming all the way to the earth. He's only going to come in the clouds and call for his people. And because the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. How do I know your voice? Because I'm in the church. I'm under the word. Revelation say, he that hath the ear, he that hath the ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. 
He that hath a spiritual ear, a word ear, listen to what the spirit is saying to the body of Christ. Listen at what God is saying to you, backslider, unsaved person, playing church person, enemy of Christ person. The call is being made. You got to get saved. I said, you better be saved. I said, you better be saved. You need to be saved. Hallelujah. Well, I am saved. I can't help what I do. You a lie. See, there you go. That's a scripture for that. You have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. Here's what that means. You want me to tell you what that means? It means you got a form of godliness. It ain't really the true godliness. And what you do is you deny the power of God's word and God's spirit to help you live it. You keep saying, I can't do it. You keep saying it's too hard. You ain't allowed him to let you do it. Because your flesh don't want you to do it. Somebody say, get out your flesh. Say, get out your flesh. Walk by the spirit. Tell your flesh to shut up. Don't let your flesh rule you because it's going to rule you right on the hell. I said your flesh going to rule you right on the hell. Two comings, two stages. This is the second coming. Now we're talking about that second stage. First stage, he's going to meet in the air, blow the trumpet, and the saints that are ready going up. Second stage of his second coming will be publicly all the way to the earth. Somebody say he's going to come all the way to the earth. All right. And then he goes stand again on the Mount of Olives from which he ascended. My, my, my. As foretold by the prophet Zechariah and by the two. Now, this. Now, we ain't gonna go there yet. Wait, wait, wait. That's good. And then I'm going to stop because it's almost one o'clock. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Don't you want to live right? Don't you want Jesus? He's a good friend. He's a good God. He's a mighty good keeper. He's a mighty good blesser. He'll open doors for you. Now, I don't know who you are, but God gave me a word while I was sitting over there, and it's a her, not a him. And God said, your money is on the way. I don't know who you are, but if you're looking for a check, if you're looking for some money, God told me to tell you it's a her, not a him. God said, your money is on the way. Uh, you ought to be shouting. I tell you what. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for the money. Woo! Thank you for the check. Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for the money. Job said the blessing of him that was ready to perish came to him. All right, so woo! Thank you, Jesus, for the money. Woo! Thank you for the blessing that's about to come. Go to Zechariah. One more scripture and we're done for today. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. He shot that out of my shit. He calling it in. He calling it in, Anna. It's finna come. It's finna come. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. 
It's on the way. Zechariah 14. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Zechariah 14, verses 1 through 4. Zechariah 14, verses 1 through 4. And the word of the Lord says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. Now that's over in, in Revelation. And the city shall be taken, and the houses raffled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be, uh, shall not be cut off from the city. It's going to be a horrible time. Now, before we finish reading that, I know you're sitting there saying, well, why would God allow that to happen in uh, Jerusalem? Can I tell you something? If anybody remembers that a war broke out October the 7th in Jerusalem, can I share some with you? Do you know they sent Christians over there to talk about Jesus and the people turned their nose up? You don't understand. The, see, that's why I say we read the Bible, but we don't understand the detail. The reason why this is going to happen is because they have rejected Jesus Christ. They have rejected God's son, the only way to be saved. So when you reject Jesus Christ, you open the door to the devil. God did. There we go again. God didn't do it. God doesn't do evil. We make choices to open the door to the devil. I couldn't believe it. They was trying to tell the people about Jesus and them priests and them people from the synagogue. They was looking at them like they was crazy. Who is Jesus? God. I'm thinking, Lord, what, 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 what? What? God. And God is our deliverer. Well, we understand Jesus is God. But they don't call Jesus God. They say Jesus was just a good man. He was a good prophet. So before we go crazy, well, I don't know why. Why would the Lord let that happen? He's not letting it happen. Anytime you reject Jesus Christ, you open the door to the devil. God doesn't do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof and toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. That's over in the book of Revelation. Y'all know that, right? When you read the book of Revelation, it says when he stands upon the Mount of Olives, the mountain going to begin to split. Okay. So Zechariah prophesied that he was going to come totally to the earth. That's the second stage. But also there were two men that stood by him in his ascension. They spoke of it too. This is the last scripture. Go to the book of Acts. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for your word. It will behoove you, dad and mom, to get the word. You, you know your children got to be raised up in this world and it's so much stuff going on 
We need the word of God. Last scripture, book of Acts. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word. Knowledge is powerful. I said knowledge is powerful. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Acts chapter 1, verse 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. The in-depth study says that those two men was Moses and Elijah. You remember they came to the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible is consistent. They were the ones that said, why are you standing here gazing? He's coming back the same way to the same location when he comes. Saints, this is why we live right. This is why we, we don't shuck and jive, as y'all say, and if we make a mistake, we repent. This is why we take the word of God seriously. We take it seriously. And anybody that believes, adheres to, relies on, and trusts in the word, you're going to take it seriously. And you cannot say something else. Not only are you going to take it seriously in here, you're going to take it seriously out there. Because I want people to see the light of God on me. I, I want people to see me as being the salt and the light. I want people to see me as being blessed and healed and established until the end through Jesus Christ. I want to be, wait a minute, I want my life to be a testimony. I, I want my life to be a testimony. If I never open my mouth, you ought to be able to look at me and say, it's something about you. What is it? If I never say I'm saved, if I never put a sign on my back, people ought to be able to know you saved. They ought to know saints. Somebody asked a question. They say, are we in the end of this age? No, we're in the last days of the end of this age. Because I've already shared with you on last Sunday, after the rapture, while we up in the heavens, in the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, in the throne of God. And see, that's the other thing. People don't believe that God has a kingdom in the third heaven. But guess what? When you read the book of Revelation, it tells you New Jerusalem is going to come down out of the heavens. So when we go, we're going to that place that Christ is preparing for us right now. That's just not a funeral message. A place is being prepared right now. So when the rapture takes place, that's the place we go into. Because the moment we are raptured, you get your new body. We're not going to be waiting. Then we're coming back to this earth for a thousand years. A, thou a thousand years to rule and reign with Christ. But one thing I keep saying, thank God, 
I don't have to be judged no more. I ain't got to live it no more. I ain't got to go through that no more with the devil. I've already got my new body. I'm already there. It's over. I'm with the Lord. And what did it say? Then it just said in Thessalonians, and there we shall ever be, and there we shall ever be with the Lord. And we showed you a couple of scriptures. Don't sit here talking about, well, I don't believe in no rapture. We showed you how it could happen. See, that's the part I'm waiting to get to, but I got to, I got to do what God tell me to do. He told me to lay a foundation first. Amen. There are scriptures in the Bible that show us the rapture is real. Yeah. It can happen. Amen. The two witnesses that was laying in the street of Jerusalem dead, and the Bible says in three days the Spirit of the Lord came down, entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and God said, come up hither, and they went up. How you going to tell me it can't happen? It's going to happen. Are you ready? I like them old saints. Y'all going to say what you want. And if I'm in the church, I'm going to be like shouting John. I ain't talking about shouting all over the place. I'm going to say my piece. Saints used to say, get in the word and stay there. Get in the word and stay there and be ready when Jesus come. Because we don't know the day or the hour that Trump going to blow. But guess what? It is going to blow. I be laying in the bed sometimes and I hear certain sounds. <laughs> and sometimes it sounds like a trumpet. I be looking at myself, wait a minute, baby, what's happening? I'm still, I'm still here. Wait, 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 Lord. What's going on? And the Lord said, you so funny. Ain't no trumpet blowing good. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Shut up. Go to sleep, man. Ain't no trumpet blowing yet. No, see that, but see, we ought, we ought to live with our eyes wide open. You ought to be looking for it. That's why we watch what we say. That's, how, that's why we watch how we treat one another. That's why we try to abide by the word of God. We don't know when the trumpet going to blow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a hand praise for the word.